Today's scripture reading is from Mark, chapter 9, verses 30 through 37. Jesus again foretells his death and resurrection. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, the Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him. And three days after being killed, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, what were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way, they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down, called the 12, and said to them, whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them, and taking it in his arms, he said to them, whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. Thanks be to God. So every summer, Ashley and I spend a couple days in Santa Cruz, because Santa Cruz is amazing. Um, we like to go ex explore beaches. Uh, we love to eat the delicious food, all the new restaurants that are there. And um, so last summer we were there, and we're walking downtown together, and all of a sudden I hear a, dis I hear a sound in the distance. It's a faint sound, but I turn to Ashley and I say, that's either a street performer or a street preacher. And so as we approaching it closer and closer, it is. It is a street preacher bringing down fire and brimstone on anyone that will walk by. <laughs> Luckily for us, we're on the other side of the road. We're safe. We are safe. But, un are we? but unlike most sane people, I want to engage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I quickly cross the street to where he is. I make eye contact and I go for it. I don't yell back at him, I just ask clarifying questions. <laughs> well, what translation of the Bible are you using? And, oh, well, what's the Greek root meaning of that word? And on and on, more and more clarifying questions. About halfway through the conversation, I inform him that I indeed am a Christian in seminary and not the son of Satan that he told me I am. <laughs> and back and forth, back and forth we go. And as we're standing there arguing, I read this story, and I wonder if Jesus was there, what Jesus would say. Jesus would walk up to us and ask us, what are you arguing about? You see, we're arguing about who's right, who has the greater knowledge. When I finally disengage with the gentleman, I find Ashley block and a half down the street. <laughs> She's talking with a street musician. She's just conversing with the gentlemen, listening to them, allowing them to ask questions, asking questions back. She's looking for nothing in return. She's just letting her smiles brighten up his day. Oh, heavenly day, 
There's a little time we can borrow. Forget all our troubles in these moments of few. Oh, because right now the only thing that all that we really have to do is have ourselves a heavenly day. love the book of Mark for many reasons. One is because the book of Mark just jumps right into the good stuff. It skips the whole birth narrative and goes right to Jesus' baptism and ministry. Just cut to the good stuff. I also like it because I, like a lot of biblical scholars, think that Mark was the first uh, book written. Matthew and Luke probably had access to Mark, so they used some of his material to build their gospels, but Mark was probably the first one written. Which got me thinking, what were the stories of Jesus that were happening before Mark ever wrote them down? They probably were floating around as oral tradition, being passed from one person to the next person. A lot like our own family stories, right? That we've heard over and over. We tell them at every family gathering and holiday. Yeah, you know, sometimes we might change a detail here or forget a detail there. But it doesn't take away from the power of the stories, the transformational power of these stories. So I like to think that's what was happening before Mark started to write them down. And so it's this feeling that Mark is an oral gospel that makes me want to try and tell the story how I might have told it. How I might have, if I ever heard the story and were to retell it. So if it's okay with you, I'm gonna retell this story that we find in Mark. I'll take one laugh as a yes, I can do that. <laughs> So first you must understand that before this happens, the disciples are trying to heal a sick boy. And they fail. They can't do it. So Jesus comes and heals the sick boy. And so right out of the disciples' failure, what is the first thing they start to do? Argue about who is the greatest. I love the disciples. They make <laughs> me close to my heart. Now, you know, I can see Jesus. He's probably walking like 12 paces ahead of these bickering disciples. And so he turns around on the dusty path and he looks at them. The disciples probably break into silence. What is Jesus going to say? He looks at them and he tries to help them 
to a deeper understanding. He tells them, the Son of Man will suffer, will die, and on the third day, rise again. Jesus looks at the blank stares of the disciples. They're completely clueless and too afraid to ask what Jesus means. And I got to just wonder what is going on inside of Jesus's mind. Hang on, just hang on for a minute. I've got something to say. I'm not asking you to move on or forget it. These are better days to be wrong all along and admit it. It's not amazing grace, but to be loved like a song you remember even when you've changed. Tell me. Did I go on a tangent? Did I lie through my teeth? Did I cause you to stumble on your feet? Did I bring shame on my family? Did it show when I was weak? Whatever you that wasn't me, that wasn't me, oh, that wasn't me. So Jesus then takes the disciples and he sits them down. And compassionately he looks at them once again and knows that they're too afraid to ask Jesus which one of them is the greatest. And so Jesus asked them, what are you arguing about? I can see the disciples. You ask him. No, 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 you <laughs> ask him. I'm not going to ask him. No, you ask him. I'm not asking him. So finally, Jesus tries once again to explain that in the kingdom of God, everything is upside down tells them that the greatest will be the last and the servant of all. And once again, Jesus is met with blank stares. When you're lost, you will toss every lucky coin you'll ever trust. And you'll hide from your God like God ever would turn her back on us. Then you'll fall all the way to the bottom and land on your own knife. But you'll learn who you are, even if it doesn't take your life. Tell me, did I go on a tangent? Did I lie through my teeth? Did I cause you to stumble?
Jesus places this child, and this child is sitting there looking up at these disciples who are awkwardly standing there, unsure of what to do. And Jesus says, welcome the children. Welcome those who can offer you nothing in return. Welcome those who have no rights and no status. And when you do that, welcome God. Do I make myself a blessing to everyone I meet? When you So as I read this story, I, I wonder, have we as a nation forgotten how to welcome children? So many kids separated at the borders, so many families torn apart, and in the government so much arguing. I wonder if Jesus walked onto the Senate floor into the White House and it would ask them, what are you arguing about? And then taking a child, letting it wander, Welcome the little ones who can offer you nothing in return. Or I wonder if Jesus walked in through the back doors into this church right now. You know what I think he would say is he would say thank you. Thank you for welcoming the little ones. Thank you for everything that you do in your community. Because as I read the newsletter and talk to people in this church... It's hard to keep up with all the things that this church is doing out in the world. And so thank you. And remember, there's always more children to welcome. And then I think about our personal lives. If Jesus were to walk into our personal lives, where are we too busy arguing to see the little ones? And not just the children, but those who can offer us nothing in return. Those who have no status. Where in our lives can we be more attuned to seeing people that we would normally look past? And truly seeing them. Because the first step in that welcoming is to see the divine spark in our fellow humans. I want to close with one more story. 
I started working with the Medical Clown Project. Um, we're a group, yeah, it is funny. <laughs> we're a group <laughs> of clowns that go into hospitals. And I, most of my work is in the Laguna Honda Hospital in San Francisco. Um, and I work on the floors with people with uh, Alzheimer's, dementia, and other forms of brain trauma. And so our job is to go into these like living spaces of six to 12 patients and to play with them, to offer them some joy and some comedy. Uh, I can go on for like 20 minutes with stories. Every week I come back with stories, but I won't do that right now. I won't do that. Um, <laughs> but this one day I went in and the first thing we do as clowns is we go into the hospital and we go up to every single person and we connect with them and we say hello. That's, that's the number one thing. Each person, one at a time, we take their hands. They always tell me, Andrew, you have cold hands. And I always respond, cold hands, warm heart. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this one day I went up to a lady and I was fairly confident she was catatonic, wasn't going to respond in any way. But I go up to her anyways, take her by the hands. Her eyes are darting all over the place. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm trying to say hello. I say hello, and it takes 30 seconds of holding her hands, and she finally sees me, and we lock eyes. And she breaks into this beautiful, toothless grin. And in that moment, I wasn't sure if I was welcoming her or if she was welcoming me. No trouble today. With anyone, the smile on your face. I live only to see.